Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another PC Boys podcast. I hope you're all having a great day. I know it's been a while since I've done a podcast for you guys, but I'm back. Um, I got school break coming up this coming week, so we got plenty of uh, podcast content coming at you guys. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, I just want to say I want to thank everybody that has been a part of this uh, journey here with PC Boys podcast. Um, I know that, you know, recently I just, uh, started making my Rumble channel and we are going to be expanding, um, into more subjects as time goes on, on the Rumble channel. Um, but right now I'm very happy where it's, uh, starting at. Um, and for those of you that, you know, are not exactly into what I talk about on Rumble, that's completely fine and understandable. Um, but for those of you that are into that, uh, definitely go check out my Rumble. You can, uh, use the link in the Discord or you can use the link, um, via my Instagram page, PC Boys Podcast. And for those of you that are not already, go follow my getter on, um, well, on Getter, and essentially it's like a Twitter alternative, and that's where I post uh, all of my uh, Rumble podcast videos uh, directly to that account. So if you don't actually know how to find me at Rumble, which just look up PC Boys Uncensored, then of course you can go to Getter and just watch my videos through there and the links that I provide. Um, but yeah, I really want to get as many people as I can over to my Getter account and over to my um, Rumble account because obviously, you know. I like to talk about more than movies and video games, and it's been a long time where I've been like, I want to do this, I want to do this, but I didn't want to do it on the main channel because for many years, right, the PC Boys podcast is just about movies and video games, and, you know, I know that there are people out there that I know personally um, that love listening to my takes on things, even if they are not agreeing with me, they love to hear my point of view on things, and it, you know, can be entertaining, so I of course, decided to make uh, PC Boys Uncensored because, you know, I want to expand the podcast. I want to have more work to do, um, keep me busy. And on top of that, I just, I love talking to, to viewers and stuff. It's just having the time to be able to do that. Um, obviously I'm in broadcast journalism at school. So, um, everything right now is, you know, very hectic, but now that I have a week of break, I can just grind out these rumble podcasts and main uh, channel podcasts, um, and just keep myself really, really busy. Um, but yeah, so that's really, uh, all the announcements and stuff I needed to go through. Um, but without further ado, I want to get into the first topic of this, uh, main podcast here. Um, and that is going to be about the Deadpool 3 announcement. So, um, really crazy. So, right now, obviously, Marvel Studios is in a very bad position, right? Um, recently, they lost their director for Blade. Um, and that obviously is a, you know, really huge deal. Uh, cause that's going to really set that movie back. And that was one of my lo- most, like, you know, looked forward to, uh, MCU projects. But then, Ryan Reynolds decided to drop, um, Deadpool 3 announcement, um, and, you know, or an update, and I was, you know, I just woke up from a nap when this happened, so I was like, oh, shit, there's something about Deadpool, this is amazing, so I click on the video, and, you know, Ryan Reynolds was talking about how, you know, he's taking him, you know, he's had, you know, a long time, had to dig really deep to find something to, you know, like, write up for the movie, and he's like, I came up with nothing, but I did have one idea, and then Hugh Jackman walks in the back, and he's like, hey, Hugh, you want to play Wolverine one more time? He's like, yeah, sure, Ryan. <laughs> so, 
fucking, they got Wolver- they got Hugh Jackman's Wolverine back, which is fucking amazing, and it is really exciting, you know, I'm glad to see that, like, that made me so excited, now, I'm not as big of a Deadpool fan as some people that I know, um, I, don't get me wrong, I love Deadpool, but he's not, like, he's not in my top, like, three superheroes in Marvel, you know, you got Spider-Man, you've got Daredevil, and then, you know, in there, you know, give or take, if you're considering anti-heroes or not, you got, like, Venom, um, and if you're just going off superheroes itself, um, you have Spider-Man, Daredevil, and, um, probably, like, Iron Man, um, so, yeah, like, my, my superheroes list, you know, Deadpool's not in the, in the top three, he's probably, like, four or five, um, but, this news was great, because I love Ryan Reynolds, he's really funny, he played, he literally was made to play Deadpool, and we get Hugh Jackman back for one more movie, finally, to make up for that really shitty, um, Deadpool vs. Wolverine action scene in, uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine, so it's really nice to see this, uh, comeback from, you know, Ryan Reynolds, um, and, and Hugh Jackman together, it's, it's really amazing, and, you know, it's funny, because they, they always like to have, uh, you know, like, this playing banter about Deadpool and Wolverine, and, uh, after all these years, so it's just really nice to see that this is actually something that's happening, and I definitely, and I am in full support of it, and I'm really excited to see what they do. Um, the only problem that I have with the new Deadpool, um, I guess you can say it is the fact that how is this going to affect the mutants in the MCU and what they're planning on doing with the mutants on the MCU? Because we know that this is an MCU movie and Deadpool by the end of the movie will end up in the MCU. But I guess that that makes it really questionable as to what's happening with the mutants in general, right? That's like the only complaint that I have about it because when I'm sitting here thinking about Marvel stuff, which I'm going to be honest with you guys, I don't think about Marvel much anymore. I love Marvel, but I don't. I have not been thinking about it much anymore. Like I said, I don't read the comics anymore. They're not really good, at least in terms of the writing. The shows and the movies are not that good as of Phase 4, except for a few exceptions such as Moon Knight um, and Spider-Man uh, No Way Home. Uh, and Loki, but, I mean, outside of a few things here and there, like, Marvel has not really been, you know, grabbing my interest with their projects, and it's really sad to see, um, but at the end of the day, I, I gotta say, I'm very, um, I'm very excited to see what, um, this movie has in store, but definitely when it comes to the mutants coming into the MCU, I'm very worried on how they're gonna deal with that, so, yeah, but, Anyways, uh, outside of that, you know, that, that's really all I, I have to say about Deadpool 3. I mean, like I said, the announcement wasn't anything crazy. Like, there was no trailer or, or teaser trailer. There was no, like, huge, you know, big information outside of, you know, Hugh Jackman's back as Wolverine. And that's it. And, of course, we got a release date, which was scheduled for, I believe, September of 2024, if I remember that correctly. Um, it was either September or August, but whatever, of, of 2024, I can't remember. Um, but yeah, anyways, point being, um, you know, that's big news. And, and obviously the date doesn't really matter so much right now because there's a good possibility that that date could get shifted around, you know? So... We'll see what happens. You know, it might come out a little bit sooner because of the whole Blade situation. We don't know if Blade is going to get canceled and whatnot. Um, but I hope not. I love Blade, but we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, so that's really the uh, the, the first uh, segment of this podcast. Uh, coming up next, we will be talking about um, Armor Wars and the whole deal with that. Um, 
and going a little bit more into the blade situation. I, I wasn't really supposed to mention that yet. It just kind of just kind of happened. Kind of got in, you know tangented in there. But uh, yeah. So we'll be, so in the next segment, we'll be talking about some arm wars. We'll be talking about um, some. Uh, Blade News, then we will be going to She-Hulk, and then we will be ending things off with the Modern Warfare 2 beta. A really long podcast with a lot of different topics, um, but like I said, it's been over a week since I've done a podcast, so I mean, there's plenty of news to talk about, but... Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to the opening of this podcast. Um, obviously, if you just wanted to listen about Deadpool 3, you know, thank you very much. And, you know, I hope you all tune in for the next one. And if you're here for the rest of the show, then I will catch you in the next segment. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the second segment of this podcast. So, yeah, uh... Big podcast uh, today. I know it's 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 very interesting. A lot of segments in one podcast. I haven't really done a podcast like this in a while because normally when I do a podcast, it's right when information breaks, and the one podcast is dedicated to one subject. But of course, waiting a week, a lot of things happen, and I'm like, instead of making a bunch of episodes, I'm just gonna make one long episode. So. Uh, yeah, so now, Armor Wars and more on the Blade situation. So, let's start off with the Blade stuff, because, you know, I've already been talking about Blade already. So, essentially what happened was recently, uh, the director for Blade walked away from the project, and Kevin Feige pretty much said, hey, instead of filming, you know, starting filming in November like they planned on it, we need to hold... Uh, everything because number one they need a new director number two the actor is not very happy with the situation going on with the production of blade um and number three the pages are excuse me the pages the script is only 90 pages which is about you know a minute per page so like an hour and a half movie and apparently there are two very lackluster um scenes for action in the movie which is not a good sign when you're talking about you know a vampire hunter series so yeah um that's not a good sign uh blade right now is in a really really bad predicament there's a good chance that blade could end up getting canceled a very very high chance that blade could end up getting canceled um you know i i I really hope it doesn't because i love blade you know i used to watch the wesley snipes blades back when i was a kid um you know in the early 2000s and stuff and you know i loved them i thought they were entertaining as fuck and i had a great time with them i even owned the blade 2 video game on the ps2 back in the day like i loved blade i thought it was a great great movie franchise even though you know it hasn't aged well but it was really good for the time um And I was really excited when they announced Blade, you know, back, like, what, at last D23? Or maybe it was, no, maybe it was Comic-Con, I don't know. But they released, you know, they released, like, the announcement, like, you know, a few years back or some shit. And I was really excited for it. And now to hear this news, it's just like, well, there's a lot of ways that this could go. Either, A, they could could change Blade into a TV production for Marvel. They, They could. Um, or they might scrap the movie in general, or it might be, like, delayed till after Phase 5. I don't know. I mean, in my opinion, I think they should make a whole phase dedicated to, like, the supernatural and the mystical. I think that that would be a nice, you know, change of Marvel. Go to, like, a phase of, you know, that kind of side of Marvel. Um, you know, the occult, the mythical, logical shit and... Why not? Like, it'd be really nice if they did that, but I don't know. 
Because, like, you have, you know, the Infinity Saga, now you got the Multiverse Saga, and then, of course, you know, if you, if you were to go into it, I don't know what the fuck you'd call it. Um, but it would be nice to have, like, that kind of, you know, side of Marvel and just kind of put Blade in there to give them some more time to figure shit out. But, yeah, uh, Blade's not in a very good spot right now. Um, I hope they, you know, Mahershal Ali stays on, like, if they are going to continue the movie and rewrite it and stuff. I... I hope they keep Mahershal Ali, and I hope that he doesn't end up getting lost in the process, because he's a great actor, I loved him in, um, he was in Predators, the third Predator movie, uh, you know, not for a super long time, but, you know, he did a pretty good job in that movie for what he was given for a script, I loved him as Vector in Alita Battle Angel, um, and I also loved him playing in Luke Cage as Cottonmouth, so, I mean, you know, um, Herschel Ali is, um, it, it's very interesting, uh, you know, he, he's a very interesting actor, and I, and I really like him, but, like I said, I, I don't know what they're gonna do exactly with the whole Blade situation, it's just not in a good, uh, place right now, but that's really the whole, all the information that we have at, at this moment, that the director left the project, and the project is essentially supposed to start filming in November, and they gotta get a new director, Herschel Ali is not happy, and the pay or the script is only 90 pages. So I mean, yeah, there is a this movie could end up being a huge dumpster fire. But um with that aside, let's talk about Armor Wars, which is a little bit more on the happier side. So Armor Wars originally was slated to be a Disney Plus uh series to take place after the events of Secret Invasion. Um then I guess Marvel decided that they were going to turn Armor Wars into a movie rather than a Disney Plus show, which, in my opinion, I think that that's for the better, in all honesty, because I think the main problem with the MCU shows right now is they try to drag out a lot of the MCU shows, and it doesn't work, because when they try to drag out MCU shows, um, normally... It, uh, it, it doesn't go well because the content, um, later on in, you know, a series as it goes on, there's too much filler. Like, I want you to think about this, right? You've got Stranger Things on Netflix, right? They have filler episodes in Stranger Things. And they have, like, a, what? Like, nine episode season or, or some shit like that, you know, around, around there or something like that. And their filler episodes are more interesting than most Marvel shows' filler episodes. I hate filler. And I'll be honest with you guys, I don't like She-Hulk at all because, and we'll get to She-Hulk um, in a moment, but the reason that, uh, you know, She-Hulk, uh, you know, is not doing it for me is there's just too much filler. A lot of nothing. And that's the problem with Marvel shows. And, I, and with Armor Wars, I feel like there would be way too much um, filler. So I'm glad that they're giving it a movie treatment rather than filler because let's be real here. Marvel movies are better than the shows. I, I don't think Marvel Studios is equipped to do TV shows. I really don't. And here's, here's one of the main problems that I'm also realizing with Marvel. And I think Marvel's starting to open their eyes to it. They are spreading themselves way too thin. By having too many projects, you are not allowing Kevin Feige to make the rounds and visit every project and keep it on track. Because, like I said, when, when you have Marvel movies that are clearly being overlooked by, uh, by Kevin Feige and projects being overlooked by Kevin Feige, you can see the clear 
quality difference between that and something that is not uh, overseen by Kevin Feige. And it's really crazy how the whole situation with Marvel Studios is playing out because obviously they're in uncharted territories. Now, a lot of people might say more is good. That's not always the case. Just because you get a lot more... Uh, you know, consistent content does not mean that it's going to be good. Take a look at Call of Duty, right? For the past many years, you know, ever since really COD 4, I think, they've been doing yearly releases. And for a while, you know, the, the games were good. You know, there was the golden age of COD. But after that, Call of Duty went downhill badly. And I think that Call of Duty, you know, with the next one, having two years to develop it extra on top of what they had prior, I think will make the game a lot better, and it will probably, hopefully, bring a resurgence back to Call of Duty. Um, but the main problem is, of course, that when it comes down to Marvel, they're, they're kind of dealing with the same thing, where there's, a, there's too much oversaturation of Marvel content, and it's not good Marvel content. And that is making a lot of people, you know, look down at Marvel including myself and being like, this isn't good. Like, you know, it's really bad when I'm out here talking to friends who are diehard Marvel fans, such as myself. And we're all like, yeah, the MCU has taken a huge dip in quality. Like John Campia talks about it. I'm not friends with John Campia, but like, you know, he's been talking about it. Friends that I go to school with, you know, I've been talking about it. Like, I'm not the only person that thinks Marvel Studios quality is going down. Like, I listen to Armin from Comic Book Cast 2. He even agrees. The, the fucking shit is not as good as it used to be. And some of the things that Marvel Studios are doing for their, you know, decisions in, in making the shows and the movies are just not paying off. I do think making Armor Wars a movie is a much better idea than a show. I do think that that one will pay off for them. I think that that was a smart idea. Um, so I'll give them props on that, but however, will they execute it well is all, you know, the, the real question. Because if they don't execute a good decision, well then, I mean, there's not really much you can say about it outside of, well, you tried, I guess. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really concerned about what's going to exactly happen um, going forward with Marvel. But this is a great segue into She-Hulk. I was going to do a separate section for She-Hulk, but... Why Why not just include it in here? It's a perfect segue. So, She-Hulk. This show has to be the worst thing Marvel has ever put out. Yes, worse than Captain Marvel. Because at least Captain Marvel, at least, yeah, I didn't like the character. She was cocky. Really didn't feel like a human being at all, really. I didn't really feel like she was in peril often. But I won't rant on Captain Marvel too much. I did that plenty years ago. But at least the movie had qualities that were good. Like the action sequences and the CGI. Now, I remember, I remember back in the day, you know, well before, you know, or a little bit before Endgame came out, I was ranting on, well, you know, this is a standard for Marvel. Well, I guess Marvel took five steps back because She-Hulk has proven to be the most boring son of a bitch and thing I've ever watched in my life. I wish I was kidding, and it's a Marvel project, which makes it like 10 times worse. So, yeah, why She-Hulk is, is bad, I'm pretty sure I've explained in, in previous um, podcast uh, reviews or thought podcasts. I, I don't know what the fuck you'd name them, but basically I get my opinions on, on, on the shit, you know, on the show. And uh, I stopped watching She-Hulk. I haven't watched the past two episodes. I am done with She-Hulk. 
The only episode I'm watching is next week's episode when Daredevil comes in. And that's it. That's it. That's my final She-Hulk, like, binge, is to see my boy Daredevil back in the MCU. And that's it. That That's all that I'm going to be there for. I'm not here for She-Hulk. I can't deal with the show anymore. The show is just so unbearably boring. The humor is not funny. Like, imagine creating a comedy that isn't funny. Think about that for a second. Creating a comedy that isn't funny. That's She-Hulk. I wish I was lying, guys. I genuinely, to my core, to my heart, wish I was lying. It, it's not funny. If you are someone that is watching She-Hulk and you're enjoying it, good for you. I'm glad you can enjoy it. I can't. Another thing about She-Hulk like that I find really funny is the people behind the writing of this show are so butthurt that people don't like this show that they chalk it up to men don't like the show because, you know, they're men and they're scared of strong women. I love it. I love when, like, the writers of anything with a female lead whatsoever, there's criticism for bad writing. And the only thing you can come up with as your defense is men suck and hate our show because they're scared of of strong females. Look, I get it. You can't write. It's okay. To blame people that are not in the writing room, though, is a is a really hard thing to, you know, do successfully. I mean, I'm not writing She-Hulk, but I bet you I could come up with something better with all my college classes going on. I bet you I could come up with a better script for She-Hulk than the writers. Because these motherfuckers have made She-Hulk so annoying and unbearable. Like, literally, in, in the last episode I watched, which was the Titania trial, which, by the way, we'll get to why I fucking hate the scenes of law in the show. Literally, at the end, you know, fucking She-Hulk and the new lawyer girl, I don't even remember her name because I don't give a fuck about these characters. They go to the bar and they have a drink. And then Jen and her are talking about how, like, oh, guys can criticize you on the internet even though you're a superhero. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like... Are you, like, you as the writers, do you not realize that people just don't like your writing? It has nothing to do with Jennifer or the She-Hulk character. It's the way that you wrote the character and the comedy. That's the reason people don't like your show. Because the comedy that you think is hilarious isn't funny. Every guy in your show is one of two things. An asshole who is super incompetent or a bad guy. And that's it. That is like every man in the show outside of one person. Like, you know what's crazy? I didn't even watch the new She-Hulk episode, right? And there's this new character that happens that, you know, walks in in the, you know, episode of the wedding. And apparently he's a bad guy. Wow, such a shocker. Maybe every dude in the show has been either a bad guy or a douchebag. So... I mean, is it, oh my gosh, shiver me timbers, I didn't see that one coming. I didn't even watch the show and I could tell you that was coming. No shit. I mean, when you don't even have, like, a de- like any decent men in your show whatsoever depicted, I mean, no shit, he's a bad guy. What? Crazy. Never would have guessed that. 
You know, it's like when you, and I know this is going to get into a little bit of adult talk here, so if you're, you know, a, a kid or whatever, just maybe plug your ears for a few seconds. It's like watching a porno, and you're like, wow, dude, there was a naked chick in the, in the porno. No fucking shit there was. I, I could have told you that without even watching it. Like, it's, it's really crazy to me. How the She-Hulk writers cannot see that their writing is so bad that it's predictable what will happen. You're writing, I, I'm, I'm putting this right now on podcast, full blast. She-Hulk's writers are worse than porno writers. I guess the fuck. Because these motherfuckers are literally making everything the most broadcasted, predictable shit ever. You know, the, you know what, what'll be surprising? What would be surprising is if they actually threw a guy into the show that wasn't a douchebag. That would be the craziest thing. I never would see that coming. At least with this writing crew. I never would have seen that coming. I'm sorry. She-Hulk is boring. Absolutely boring. I cannot really recall when this show actually makes me laugh. Because it doesn't. It's pretty, it's pretty boring shit. Not only that, there's no action, and I know it's a comedy, but it's a Marvel show for fuck's sake. You gotta give me something for action. You know, The Abomination, complete joke. Wow, I was excited for The Abomination, and now he's just some hippie guy. Crazy. Woo! I'd rather have The Abomination go back and not be on screen. Give me the few seconds of him and Shang-Chi. That was ten times better than The Abomination in this show. Like... Holy crap. She-Hulk is absolutely fucking... Like, this show gives me a migraine just to talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, have you ever, like... Like, you just don't like something so much that the thought of it just makes you want to die? Just... That's She-Hulk, man. Like, Captain Marvel... You know what? I, I apologize, Brie Larson. I am so sorry for giving you... Such a hard time when your movie came out. This show absolutely is 10 times worse than your movie. Your movie, like, looks fucking 50 times better than this fucking piece of dog shit. Man, I don't even think Daredevil can save She-Hulk at this point. Holy crap. You know, they would have been better off putting Daredevil in here as, like, a mainstay because son of a bitch... She-Hulk can't carry her own show. And it's not because of the actress. It's it's the writing team. I always blame the writing team. Because if you got good writing and then the actress sucks, that's one thing. But if you don't have good writing, it's kind of hard to judge the person's acting. If the writing is terrible. Fucking hell. Yeah, so She-Hulk sucks. Um, is the moral of the story. And I, I'm done with the show outside of the one Daredevil episode. And if you like She-Hulk, I'm glad you can enjoy it. Because I don't see where the fuck there's any enjoyment out of this damn thing. But, ladies and gentlemen, that is uh, it for my Marvel talk of the day. Um, plenty of stuff. Hopefully that last part was nice and enjoyable. Um, man, Marvel, please make something good. Because I'm going to start dying until Deadpool. Or the next Spider-Man, if that's, you know, coming along. I would assume it will be, but, you know, we'll wait. We'll wait. To hear about that. Um, but yeah. So. If uh, you know, you're know you into Call of Duty. Stick around. We'll be going through the Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 beta here in uh, just a moment. But for those of you that are going to be leaving the podcast now. Thank you very much for joining. I hope you all enjoyed my little you know rant. 
that I had there about She-Hulk and, you know, information about the other stuff going on with Marvel that's, you know, bad and good, I, I guess. A lot of clusterfuck shit going on in my Marvel right now. A lot of stuff. But, um, yeah, thank you very much for listening. I'll catch you all in the next one. For my Marvel fans and for my Call of Duty fans, stay tuned. Because, man, we got a lot to go over about the beta. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the PC Boys Podcast. So, we are finally at our final segment of this podcast, and that is going to be talking about, yes, the Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 beta. So, um, where to begin with this? Um, the Modern Warfare 2 beta was very disappointing. Very, very disappointing. I was really excited for Modern Warfare 2. Really excited. I was like, finally, I have a game that I look forward to to play a beta on and do something new. Guys, I didn't even play the beta to max rank. I, I think I maybe played to, like, level 11, and, I, and I, I stopped playing it. This game, in my opinion, is terrible. Um, Yeah. And not probably for, well, maybe it is for the reasons that, that you think. No, not because it's Call of Duty. So I'm going to go through what I liked about it and what I didn't like about it. And hopefully that gives you guys an idea as to where I'm at with this game. Let's talk about what I liked, because it's a much shorter list. The gameplay in the game is still very, you know, fluid. It's really good. A lot like Modern Warfare 2019. You know, I enjoy the gameplay. The gun plays very well as well. Um, I do appreciate their new system of how to rank up weapons and attachments and stuff. It's, it's different, but I, I like it. It's um, a lot better. However... Um, the main problem with the game is the maps. And, um, for those of you that don't play Call of Duty, maps are, like, the most important thing about Call of Duty. You can have a game that, a game that plays well, but if you have maps that are very poorly designed to the point where the flow of the game is not quick and fast, like Call of Duty should be, then it becomes problematic. So, camping is still a problem. When the Call of Duty Next event happened, you probably heard me talk about how excited I was that, you know, they gave some, you know, gave us rushers, like, some tools against the campers, right? Well, the campers are still finding places that cannot be reached by the tools given to us by the developers to take out said campers. Um, camping is... In this game, uh, just as easy as Modern Warfare 2019. The maps are designed in such a way where it doesn't really matter what lane you go into. Like, uh, there was this one map, I think it was called, like, Farm 18 or something like that, right? And there's, the whole map is, like, this overgrown, like, facility slash uh, training, yeah, training facility, overgrown bushes and everything and there's this one side of the map where there's like uh, an apartment building with like an upstairs and a downstairs and there was a camper that killed me probably five times in that one house because he just sat there with a shotgun looking at the stairs mounted on the side of the door frame and it didn't matter how many grenades I fucking threw at this guy it didn't matter how many times I shot this fucking guy he didn't die <laughs> like imagine shooting someone in the face twice at point-blank range with an M4 
and then he just turns around and one-taps you with a shotgun. Now, I mean, that's good for shotguns. I mean, you know, at least they're viable. That's great. But the problem is, the map design is so bad that, like, the campers know how to play the maps. Because Infinity Ward is like, well, we have these open areas for gunfights and then these really close-quarter combat areas. Where do you think all the campers are hiding? The close combat areas with a shotgun? And claymores? You know, the shit that campers always fucking use? Yeah. Naturally, that pisses me off. Because I want to run around the map and shoot some motherfuckers and not have to worry about fucking little Timmy sitting over there in the corner with a shotgun and blowing out my kneecaps when I come around the corner to engage him. It gets fucking annoying. You know what also gets fucking annoying? When you shoot someone in the fucking face... And then they shoot you in the toes and you die. That also pisses me off. I saw some fucking wacky kill cams where I'm like, how did I die? And I'm watching the kill cams and I'm like, that makes no fucking sense at all. And I want to tell you guys something. I did well. When I was playing these games, I was going very positive. Definitely in the top three when it comes to the leaderboards for each game. I wasn't performing bad. Some games I did, but... Still, when I did die, I didn't die from anything reasonable. Like, that's that's the part that pissed me off. Like, when I was dying to people, I, I was getting shot in such weird ways, like in the foot. Or someone would fucking, like, come around a corner, okay, and I've already shot them, like, four or five times, and they one-tap me. Like, I don't, I don't get it. I'm watching the kill cams, and what I'm seeing makes no sense to me. And it all has to do with the map design, really, because the engagements that I get into with people, right, are very much in the close quarters areas. I I can tell you not many engagements took place in the open areas of the map. The campers utilize the parts of the map that they can get you as best as they can. I remember one game where I was actually playing, okay, and all the campers... I shit you not, we're camping in one building, and you walked in there, and they all just peppered your body with lead. Every guy on the team just about, except for like one other guy that was running around sniping. I shit you not, a whole team camping in one fucking house, if not the whole team, at least 75% of the team, was sitting in one house and was fucking murdering my team. They refused to come out of the building. No matter how many grenades we threw at them, or the new ones that, you know, like, drill into the walls and blow up the people on the other side, these motherfuckers had EOD. They didn't give a shit. They just sat in there and took the grenades like a champ. And then people would rush into the building, me, my teammates, and we'd be trying to shoot the motherfuckers that got hit by grenades, and they one-tapped us with shotguns. And it, it, it got annoying. I had to quit. I had to quit. I had to stop playing. There was one good map in the beta. Um, it was like a market of some kind. It was really colorful. I liked that map. But all the other fucking maps I disliked. Like, the fucking museum one really pissed me the fuck off. Because every damn time you would have the people sitting on, like, that fucking, um, like, walkway or runway area. And they fucking just shoot out into the courtyard. I can't recall the amount of times I spawned in the fucking courtyard. And then I get sniped by some motherfucker in the building. And I'm like, dude, I can't do anything. 
genuinely pissed me the fuck off. Or there's like this really far back part of the map, like away from, you know, the open area. And this, uh, you know, gives a line of sight to like the walkway from like one spawn to the other spawn. And motherfuckers just be sitting there, LMGs, mowing people the fuck down that come, dare to come across that walkway. Like, the map designs are so bad to the point where you're rushing, and the campers are already waiting. It doesn't matter what gun they're using. Shotgun, LMG, the fucking overpowered MP5, or Walkman SMG. They're just sitting there, mowing every motherfucking rusher down like it's nobody's business. Like, it's good to know that Infinity Ward gave us equipment to deal with campers, but also design maps that still cater to campers. And I had to stop playing the beta because if I didn't, I was going to punch a hole in my TV. This fucking game pissed me off. I was doing fine. I was still getting kills. I was still going positive. You know, I was fucking shit up. I was not worried about that. What I was worried about is all the camping fucking assholes that fucked up my day, even though I was fucking everybody's day up in long-range engagements. Like, anybody that came out in the open, I fucked up. They came around the corner, dead. Out in the open, dead. I fucked up everybody. It was only the motherfuckers that sat inside of a building with their claymores, their shotguns, Lockman MP5. Those were the only motherfuckers that really managed to kill me. And I didn't play, like, the ground war shit because that's not my thing. But I'm just sitting here and I'm like, damn. This, the, these motherfuckers are on, like, some next level shit. So, the map design is, is, is absolutely atrocious. And the MP5 is way too overpowered. I, like, the MP5 was beating me with an AR. The M4. The Lockman SMG was sniping my ass, okay? They gotta fix that shit. No way an SMG should be sniping an AR. I'm sorry. There's no fucking way. What, I shoot him with five rounds and he's still alive and he shoots me with two rounds in the foot and I'm dead? From, like, range? Dog, come the fuck on. No, no way. Sorry. Doesn't make any damn sense. At all. If anybody here has ever shot a firearm or has any experience with a firearm, you know what the fuck I'm talking about, okay? You get shot by a rifle from a distance, you're pretty much dead. But... If someone's shooting you with a fucking submachine gun from a fucking, you know, good distance away, you know, fucking 30 yards or whatever, motherfuckers should not be sniping you. It's an SMG. It's fast fire rate for close range gunfights. Like, anyways, though, that's the bullshit I have to deal with when I'm playing Modern Warfare 2's beta. But yeah, movement was great. Engine's good. All that shit's fine. Finding matches wasn't really a problem outside of the, you know, uh, lobbies closing and stuff sometimes. But, I mean, you know, that's fixable from the beta. But, I mean, outside of that, like, the map designs are terrible. And if those are the best maps they got, we are in for some fucking really shitty maps this year, I guess. Um, But, yeah, I have yet to pre-order Modern Warfare 2, by the way. Because I just, I was not loving what I was playing, so... I will definitely be um, watching over the Call of Duty scene very closely in the coming few months here. And maybe I'll buy the game. I don't know. I haven't really... Outside of the campaign, I don't really have a reason to buy Modern Warfare 2 because I'm just not interested. I'm not... This is the first time I think I'm, I'm the least interested in a, in a Call of Duty game after a beta. I played Cold War and I was excited. Obviously, zombies, like, I mean, that's one thing Treyarch always has up their sleeve. Campaign and zombies. 
Cold War, like, like, Treyarch can't really fail me, you know? Like, if their multiplayer sucks ass and they give me a good zombies mode, okay, I'm fine. I'll play, I'll play your game all year. But if you give me a shitty zombies mode or no zombies mode, okay, well, now you're fucked. And I highly doubt that Infinity Ward Spec Ops is going to rival zombies. So, I'm just putting that out there. But, ladies and gentlemen, that is uh, all my thoughts on Model Warfare 2's beta. I know I said I was going to go through a list of things that I liked and disliked, but obviously, as you can tell, the experience I had with Model Warfare 2, even though I performed well, was not good. Because even though you perform well, that doesn't mean the game's good. You can be good at a game, and the game can still suck. You know? Map design's terrible. Need to change a lot of that. That'll get me what buys the game. If, if they get some good maps on there, if the base game comes with some decent maps, you'll get me on there. Without those map changes, though, you're not catching me on that game for at least till Christmas time. If I have to wait till Christmas time before I get Modern Warfare 2, I'm fine. I'll just rank up playing the other Call of Duties because it's all cross-progression. So what the fuck do I got to worry about? You know, I think I think these other Call of Duties cross-progress with Modern Warfare 2, I think. If not, then all well. What am I missing out on besides CDL shit, so? And CDL doesn't start till December anyway, so. I mean, it is what it is. But, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for the podcast. I hope you all enjoyed. Uh, Tune in tonight to my Rumble podcast. We will be um, talking about a lot of different things um, on the Rumble podcast. Uh, One, I'm probably going to do, like, the difference between gentlemen and simps because I think that that would be very interesting commentary to do, kind of differentiate the two. And I'm also going to give my thoughts on Andrew Tate because I know a lot of people who, who, you know, haven't watched my podcast. Um... There, what you may not know is I do watch Andrew Tate on Rumble and YouTube and stuff back when he was on those platforms. And I want to give my thoughts on Andrew Tate and kind of like, you know, the manosphere as a whole. I did do a, a recent Rumble podcast about why I don't agree with like the alpha male mindset because the whole alpha male thing, I, I think we can all agree, is a little bit over the top. Like, I mean, being a strong man is important. I absolutely agree with that. But I just don't like the alpha male, like, oh, I need to call myself an alpha male, and, like, alpha males are just dicks, you know, like, the alpha male gurus, they're kind of just assholes, you know, like, there's a difference between being a strong man, respecting yourself, and standing your ground, and being a dickhead, there's a big difference between the two, I am the one that is like, yeah, I am a strong man, I stand up for myself and my beliefs. I hold my ground, regardless of what people tell me I should or shouldn't believe. But I'm not an asshole to people. So, like, you know, it's a it's a huge, like... I look at the two as very different. Being a strong... Like, yes, being a strong man and a strong leader is being an alpha male. But I would never walk around calling myself an alpha male. Because that's just cringe. You know what I'm saying? It's like when you walk around calling yourself a feminist. There's like a negative connotation with it, you know? Same thing when you walk around saying you're an alpha male. Your actions will speak for what you are. Don't say some dumb shit. Because when you start saying stuff, that's when people, you know... Anyways, I digress. That's for Rumble. I need to save the content for everybody. But ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening. I hope you all enjoyed it, and I'll catch you all in the next one.